So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this Thursday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and I have here with me Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I'm great, Rick. How are you doing? Fantastic. It was a very convincing great. I'm sorry. I'm very peaceful tonight. I'm yes. connecting with my inner dwarf. Ah, inner dwarf, yes. I heard something about that earlier. But mm-hmm. um, Jean's been very busy today, ladies and gentlemen. In the last couple of days, she's produced three or four miracles in the... Uh, film and documentary department, so uh, she's just a little tired, but I bet you we'll get her woke up, we'll ask some questions that, and she'll be like, but I, what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm awake, I'm just, I'm just in passive mode. I finally found a way to cure my insomnia, you see, but I think it's, it's affecting my, (laughs) my waking hours as well. Ah, found a way to handle your sleep, but it's, Invading your wake. Well, it's just making me very passive. I've been uh, drinking valerian root tea at night before I go to bed. Yeah. But I'm I'm now on day four, day five, and it's working like a charm, but I'm feeling a lot more relaxed as well during the day. So I think it's having a residual effect. Oh. Which is a good thing. If we'd only known this, I'm going to add lots of valerian tea to the budget right now. Gene, more valerian tea. <laughs> Waiter, tea. <laughs> Bring the pot. <laughs> Bring the tree. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no. Oh, too funny. Yes, it's, it's definitely working. Um, valerian tea and, and earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's apartment complexes, you know. Sometimes they can be very loud. Sometimes they can be very loud, yes. Yes. They remodeled the unit above me, and it no longer has carpet now. And I can hear... Everything, right? Well, only movement. uh, Walking, rolling over in bed, any of that kind of stuff. (laughs) And, um, you know, so... I I just sing the that sting song all the time, you know, or the police, whatever. It, you know, every step you take, every do breath you take, uh, I'll be hearing you. Oh, <laughs> do, 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 does your neighbor have odd sleeping patterns? Because yeah, our I, neighbor is sleeps all day, and then gets up at around ten thirty at night, and then he walks around and moves furniture all night long, <laughs> goes back to bed around six a.m. Furniture, that's good. No, my guy gets up about four four thirty. And takes a shower, and um, I don't know if it's a green smoothie or a protein drink, but something that goes for a while, 
<clears throat> right after the shower. It's pretty nice. Anyway, enough about the neighbors. Poor, <laughs> poor folks. they got to live there, I guess. Absolutely, which is why you have earplugs. <laughs> yeah, right. Works out. However, <laughs> um, after you know working on ships and, and offshore, I could just about sleep in a train station. Uh, I had to learn or I was never going to get any rest. I'm the opposite. Well, I used to be when I was younger. I used to be when I was doing um, my placement as a journalist in high school and I was working two jobs. I'm at at lunch break in the journalism office. I would curl up in the back on the floor and <laughs> take my hour long nap. Right. <laughs> because it's, I think um, you probably suffer from the mother syndrome now. All of the ladies that I know after they've had a child, they can't hear sounds when they're asleep. It just wakes them up. Every single noise wakes me up. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You're insane. off the hook now. She's 15. Just, You're off the hook now. You don't have to wake up. Just because I'm a mom? Is that what that is? It has I'll, what I've noticed now. What it, what that has to do with anything, I don't know. But it's been my experience. That's an interesting theory. I'll hold on to that because then I don't feel so bad about it. <laughs> it's just me being responsible. Good to know. Just sort of a natural circuit that engages, it seems. <laughs> That's awesome. And guys are like, I've never been able to wake up my wife before. The whole time we were dating, anything, I've never been able to wake her up. Now you can't breathe if she wakes up. <laughs> 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 ah, well, we're pushing the patient's test, and we haven't we talked about sponsors or anything like that. Maybe we'll mention them right around later. the breaks or later towards the end. Yeah, we can do sponsors have, towards the end, absolutely. We already have an exciting question. We'll we'll be getting exciting questions from the chat room and the phone lines, we hope. And uh, so perhaps we should go ahead and... Just introduce the guest with, and get on with it, darn it. Right. So tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we have with us again, Franco DeNicola. DeNicola. Um, we had such a great time last time, and... People were like, oh, my goodness, i got questions. and <laughs> So here we are. We're going to do it again. Franco, how are you? I'm doing excellent. Wonderful. Thank you, Thank you for making it possible to be on the uh, show tonight. Oh, we're thrilled to have you. Well, it uh, it's equally uh, thrilling on my end because it's a it's a, a format that it allows us to play uh, freely without any restrictions, and I love to play in, without restrictions. <laughs> we love it when people love to play without restrictions. <laughs> I think Franco, Gene, and I all colored outside the lines a oh, little. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They gave me stuff to color on, and I just drew my own pictures. I was like, what? You got any blank paper without these lines on it? I want to <laughs> what are these color. lines doing here? <laughs> yeah, I don't like the outlines. Let's, uh, let's make some more of our own. Absolutely. Perfect. Absolutely. So I'm going to leave the first question in Rick's hands tonight because he's got a good one that's been handed to him um, from a friend, and I'm interested to see what you have to say because it's a, it's a rather well-thought-out question. And it's yeah. a great way to start a show because who knows where it's going to go after that. Yeah, why not just dive in that way? And, Absolutely. Uh, uh, anybody that's uh, that's listening that doesn't know who Franco is, uh, you can listen to our previous episode, or you can uh, pop a who who is this guy in the chat room, and we'll ask. Or you can listen to his answer and figure it out on your own. Yeah, yeah. There's that. 
<laughs> okay, so this was a listener sent this sent this in by email. Um, listener from a different time zone, hard to, you know, actually be live on the show. And uh, uh, I'm going to read it word for word, and then we can try to clarify it. Uh, uh, English is not the first language here, but uh, very thoughtful question, I think. Um, so here we go. I am wondering if we are responsible for what we do and actions are in our hands, then why do people say that everything is destined and no matter what we plan, things will happen as they must? For example, my each breath is counted and I'm here in the body for some specific reason, some purpose of my life. Then why do we plan and work on them, though things always work out differently? Uh, I make up a point that I won't go to Europe this year, but if God has a plan, circumstances will make me go there anyway. And then at the end, uh, almost a whole separate question is, what is the role of karma then? Or do we call it free will? Well, that is a, thought, a well thought of question, I must say. Yes. <laughs> and... and uh, Two or three shows worth of answer could be had, probably. But <laughs> yes, actually, uh, you're correct about that. Uh, where to start? Well, the the uh, the well, I guess we can start with uh, our the reason that we're on the planet is because we've chosen to be here, but the choice is made at the soul level. So when we're talking about fate and we're talking about uh, you know what is uh, planning out our life, in actual fact, I mean, when we arrive here, we you know, prior to coming here, we set certain things that we choose to want to experience and learn from the experience and take the opportunity to become enlightened when we're here. So at the soul level, we have a list of things that we choose to experience in each lifetime. So each lifetime, we come up with a new list. And anything that's not finished, we'll, you know, do it the next time around. So what is our soul? I mean, our soul is truly who we are, which is a facet of source. You can call it God, but it's a facet of God uh, or source itself that has taken on this experience of forgetting that it's source and to play in all the different playgrounds on different planets and, and of course, at different uh, dimensions and so forth. And while it's doing that, it's giving itself the opportunity to experience life experience its own creation so you basically create you experience the creation and you become enlightened accordingly so that is the part that actually you're saying well we you know we we've planned out our life i mean we don't really plan out exactly what's going to occur we do create and select a multitude of timelines and each timeline has a certain levels of unfoldment or certain events and situations. But even no matter what timeline you're on, you're basically moment by moment making decisions of what you want to experience. Now, depending on what you learn along the way, you'll see that certain things need to play out and other things don't need to play out. Even though you may have mapped it out, uh, doesn't mean that the, all of it has to play out. And then as you shift in consciousness and your awareness changes, you actually shift timelines. And when you shift timelines, you're going into another stream of different experiences. Now, in in that respect, I mean, you're still fully in charge. But the thing is, now, to fully understand that, you know, we create our reality through our conscious mind. We also create it through our subconscious mind, but we also 
created through our superconscious mind. And our superconscious mind is basically our soul itself. And once upon a time, the subconscious mind and the conscious mind had a, a larger chunk of its navigational choices. And the superconscious, which was the soul, was, uh, took a smaller part, but it always continued to influence in some way or another, or at least create certain scenarios so that we would stay on some form of a pattern so that we would get the experiences and, and knock off what we have on our list that we came here to do. So in that particular uh, unfoldment, uh, the soul has, has shifted roles now because of the experience you know, the the speeding up of the shift that we're going through, which is basically we're wrapping up this last cycle that we're going in and we're going into a completely new cycle and we're entering into a fourth and then a fifth dimensional consciousness. We needed to up, uh, speed things up. So in doing so, what we have done is that the soul itself has taken the driver's seat in a sense where it has taken a larger percentage of the governing or driv driving force of which direction we go in our life. So in actual fact, you know, what once upon a time that the superconscious mind only played a 20% factor, now it plays as much as 70 and it can go up to 90% uh, uh, driving factor, meaning we create, attract, whatever you want to call it, into our lives exactly what the soul is calling forth so that we can actually make a shift in consciousness and move forward. So we really don't have, you know, something outside of us running our life. What our true essence, who we truly are, the purpose that we are here is really in the driver's seat at this point in time. Now, of course, consciously and subconsciously, whatever we utilize creates the challenges, creates the polarity, creates all the different experiences so that we actually have the experiences. So, you know, in that respect, I mean, we are responsible for what choices we make consciously moment by moment. Now, as we start to reconnect, because what's happened is we've kind of created so many layers of separation between our soul or what we can call our superconscious with and between our conscious and subconscious mind that we have, you know, we seem to feel that there's something outside of us that is navigating and we are not, even though that at the mind level or what we can call conscious and subconscious uh, level, that we may be resisting or fighting uh, or, or trying to go one direction versus another. Uh, the, it may seem that way, but realistically what's happening is who you truly are is the one that's actually navigating for you. The mind is saying, well, you know, I'm in charge. And, of course, then we feel that, you know, we're the victim and we're not, you know, we just have to follow whatever is dictated for us. But it doesn't really work that way because it isn't dictated for us. See, once we connect, we're much more connected and we dissolve the layers between the superconscious mind and the subconscious and conscious mind, we become consciously aware of what we came here to do and what, what we want to experience. And doing so, then we unite, basically, the unification that happens, which was our original design in the first place, was to have mind, body, and soul uh, working hand in hand, and mind, of course, is you, you basically have the um, the conscious and the subconscious mind, which is operates on software program, and of course, the body is the vehicle that takes us through the journey, which actually does the the, um, the translating of our experience in the physical form and gives us the opportunity to experience it in an, in a very sensorial way. But the the the, the superconscious mind, the soul itself, is basically uh, you know 
giving uh, a directive of, of what choice, what direction we go. Now, we can fight all of that, of course. We get caught up in the, in the program, and we can resist it. So, in actual fact, by what happens by us releasing the power that we've given to the conscious and subconscious mind and start to connect with the superconscious mind, we start to work all together. It's a unified. So, basically, our inner guidance will guide us in the direction and we will have various experiences that will, first of all, enlighten our experience that we are choosing to have, but it gives us the opportunity to have the lessons that we came here to have and to also give us the opportunity to become more enlightened. So in that direction, um, you know, we're working together instead of you know, creating that fragmentation that we've had thus far. Now, when we're bringing in the karmic aspect of it, like I think I mentioned in the last show that uh, that uh, the karmic aspect of it is no longer in effect. Uh, we've we've uh, removed the karmic uh, program uh, at the soul level over 25 years ago, and that was part of the accentuation and speeding up of the process of us to be prepared for the shift that we're walking into. So the karmic doesn't play a role any longer. Now, what the karmic uh, uh, grid was all about, what was the karma all about, was the fact it was a balancing point. Because at that time, the soul was playing with the polarity and balancing, meaning that if I'm coming in one life and I want to play a victimizer, in the next life, I choose to, to operate and experience the opposite, which is the victim. So all it was really doing is to end up experiencing both facets of a specific role or our path of energy being positive, negative, whatever that may be in that respect. But at the same time, it would just have a balance. So I play one role, one lifetime, another. Now, even though that we are all one and that each soul is uh, having, you know, the polarity experience or was having the polarity experience, uh, each soul is, is encoded slightly different. Each physicality and everything else is encoded slightly different. So no matter, even if we're repeating the same uh, experience as someone else, it's always slightly different anyways. And then all of this merges later on. So, you know, we look at it and say, well, you know, karma dictates our life. No, karma does not dictate our life any longer and hasn't since, you know, for over 25 years. We still have a memory of it and it's still, you know, we get caught up in it. Specifically, if we were born before 1986, you know, we did come in with a karmic uh, program uh, at the soul level, but then that dissolved. And, you know, if you've been here long before 1986, you may have gotten used to a certain pattern that was playing out in the karmic uh, role and it, it, you know, we still play it out and uh, feel that we're still governed by it, but we're not. We're completely wide open right now. We're in a completely different experience at the moment because we can flow through things. There is no barriers any longer. We're not, you know, have to have one experience to, to offset the next. We got rid of all the polarity requirements and so forth. We may still talk about it. We may still hold on to it mentally, you know, thinking that we still have this intact, but the soul doesn't require it at all. So we are navigating our own life in a sense. But, you know, the interesting part when people ask a question of that nature, you know, they say, well, you know, I make my choices and I don't get what I want. You know, and, and that, you know, it's a great observation to say, well, I'm not getting what I want. But the point is, if your directive mode at this moment is for you to prepare yourself for the shift so that you actually have a shift in consciousness, the mandate here is to do everything possible to prepare yourself for that. So if you are desiring to have one specific uh, life experience, 
and it does not in some way enhance or assist in making the shift within yourself and it's only going to distract you or take you down another path that may not be as suitable for the mandate that you're we're doing and specifically now then of course it's not going to take form and this is why you know when we talk about the laws of attraction <clears throat> it is not any longer you know what we think about all the time and what we believe about ourselves it's also what is the superconscious asking for for its preparation because the superconscious mind your soul is basically saying i want to be part of this shift as much as possible because we are in really in amazing times of growth at this time and if i can get on board and move that down that direction i want to be part of it so it's going to do everything possible to do so plus you know the mind of course is operated on software program and it takes on certain belief systems that life should be a certain way, that, you know, I should have this, 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 and this for me to feel successful, to feel worthy, to feel happy, to feel, you know, that I'm loved and all that, that stuff that we've created. But those, again, are not, you know, important to the soul, to the superconscious, to the soul. It's not important what you have, what you do, how you do it, and so forth. Because your physicality, your environment, whatever roles you take on, whatever you achieve, don't achieve on the planet, it's just part of the stage. It's part of the costume. It's part of the, 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 the scenery that gives us a specific experience so that we do what we came here to do. And that is to experience life, to learn from our experience, and to become more enlightened. And right now, it is a shift in consciousness to become more aware of who we truly are while having a human experience. Plus, the other thing that's happening is that we're shifting our human experience because our original human experience uh, is not what we're living right now. We're living something that we've adopted along the way through certain manipulations and so forth that we played. Now, I'm not saying that the manipulation was to, to be uh, fought against or anything of that nature, but the manipulation has created us the opportunity to experience more polarity when you know we were still playing with polarity and it gave us an opportunity to really, uh, you know, experience a disconnect at so many levels. But at this point in time, this is what part of the shift is, to reconnect ourselves to not only our own physicality, our own mind, meaning mind, body, and soul reconnecting itself, but reconnecting ourselves with every every soul on the planet, all the animal kingdom, the nature, or the uh, the planet itself, and everything around us, because we're all one, including the universe and source. So in that particular uh, question, you know, we are in charge, but we are in charge at a level where it really counts, which is truly who we are, because this physicality with our mind is not who we truly are. This is a temporary uh, vehicle with a computer that we take on in this specific life, which we custom designed. So you have to look at it. We custom designed it. We didn't design it at the mind level, but we designed it at the soul level. We chose everything. We chose the parents. We chose the the um, the, the place we were going to be born, when we were going to be born, what certain uh, characteristics we wanted from mom and dad, and so forth. We, we, we custom tailored this whole experience. And we also put in what we can call markers, diff different events in different timelines, which would be wake-up calls or nudges for us to, to shift so that we stay on track. It's like an airplane. I mean, it gets off uh, off uh, course a, a lot, and it has to completely, co continuously adjust its course. But you know, this is what we're doing, and we've created our experiences to keep us on track. Now, that doesn't mean that we're always on track, because there are certain uh, events that occur, and we get distracted, or 
you know, because of the density of the of the systems that were in place and all the energies that we've been playing with up to this point in time, it's been an easy way to to um, to be offset in that regard. So you know, this is this is uh, an opportunity for us now, all of it to bring it us back and put us back into alignment. So all of these events that we have in our life. You know, for example, you were saying, uh, the person was saying that, you know, they, they, they wanted to take a trip and then they're not going to take a trip and then something else will guide us. The, the reason that the trip would even show up is if, the, if there's a, some particular experience that is required uh, to go on that trip that you would not obtain while being here. So at the soul level, says, yeah, this trip will be good because it will create a shift within us. It will give us an exposure of something that we may need or something of that nature. And it will bring an alignment so that the, the, the trip may go there. Now, you may at the mind level say, well, I want to go to, you know, this particular trip. But at the soul level says, well, you know, really, it's not that beneficial at this time. It's going to be a distraction. And uh, no, we're not going to make it happen. So certain circumstances may come along. You know, we say a certain event may you know, consume our money and we can't go any longer or some other little situation may come up where we can't just get on the on the plane and go. But that, again, is, again, alignment with the soul saying, okay, well, this is not for our highest good at this time based on the state of consciousness we're in and what we are choosing to do. So uh, we're not going to make it go that way. So the best thing to do at this point is really to connect with the inner self and allow it to navigate and communicate. And then you're not fighting your direction. You're not in a surrender mode where you just stay idle, whatever the the, your inner guidance guides you, you start taking the steps. And you, but you're always fluid. You're never going to go rigid. You're going to say, okay, well, I'm going to plan this, and, I'm, you know, and if it doesn't happen, you know, this is not good. No, it's just a matter of, okay, great. Uh, you know, I feel guided to take this, this direction, and that's what I'm going to take. And I'm sure both of you and others on the call or on the, on the show here have, have had you know, scenarios where they've you know, chosen to take a trip or do something, or even start a project, or anything of that nature, but when they're going along the way, it doesn't feel the same any longer. So it may have served for them to start taking the steps, but something else shifted, uh, and, and of course, what happened? You you've now feel, okay, it doesn't feel right to do it any longer. I'm not really feeling so guided to take that step. The other thing is, too, we're not here alone to to experience ourselves in, in certain um yeah, experiences, for example, with uh, when we're involved with other people. So, you know, in our family structure, with friends and so forth, you know, we not only are, are assisting ourselves at the soul level to move forward, but we're assisting one another. So you'll have certain people in your life that will play out specific roles as you play out specific roles too. So you may have the best intention to, to go down one path and so forth, but you've made an agreement at the soul level to assist someone while they assist you, and so you're guided in the other direction. So things will unfold to guide you down that, that path. And again, it's, a, it's about really being fluid with anything and everything, because right now we don't live in a world of rigidity any longer. Uh, we're in a, we need to be in a fluid state where we're open to be guided each step. Because the thing is, it's not like it used to be where we pick a pattern or path or whatever that may be and just follow that path and never nudge anywhere from it. You know, for example, when we talk about setting goals and so forth, you set goals and you say, okay, I'm going to work towards that direction. 
and I'm not going to deviate in any way, shape, or form, which is great in one way, but at the same time, you have to monitor along the way, does this feel conducive for me to stay on this path? Because every day you're changing. Every day something shifts your consciousness. And as you're shifting, what may have been important to you when you made the decision to have a specific goal may not be as important any longer or may not even serve any longer. So at that point, you need to be open to, to shift rather than saying, oh, I failed because I didn't you know, play out my goals. Right. Once upon a time, that was more the way it would work, but today it doesn't work that way. So no. hopefully I've covered that well enough. Yeah, well, and particularly answer. I think in the rigidity of of times before 1987, if you're going to have to pick a, you know, dividing line, it, they're more blurred than that. But um, some of that setting a goal and never taking your eyes off of it, putting the blinders on, may have been the very effective way of getting somewhere. But um, it's it's almost every step along the way you have to pretend you're starting all over and see which ways the way to go from here. It's uh, it's really interesting difference. Exactly. Uh, we have a good uh, clarification question um, from a listener in the chat room. Uh, how can you refer to human consciousness or a person's life path goal as designed, in quotes? Designed by whom? It is designed by you, who you truly are. It is actually your soul. Because... As I was saying earlier, the reason that we are here is for a very specific reason. To you know, We chose to be on this planet. We had an opportunity to be on other planets. We had also the opportunity not to be on any planet. We can be on any dimension and so forth, depending again you know, our state. But at the soul level, we, we chose to be here on this planet. And when we chose to come onto this planet, we actually observed prior to coming here because we do get the opportunity to to you know observe what's playing out on the planet and all the different areas and all of the unfoldments so you can actually choose you end up choosing where you want to be born with culture with religious affiliation and so forth you choose your parents and so forth because at the soul level when you're choosing that you are looking at what would give you the best experience to do what you are here to come. So the 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 design, and the, the design is not rigid. You're not you know you make the initial. You, this is what I want to, uh, to explain here. We make the initial design uh, based on a multitude of timelines. So we choose a variety of timelines and we place all the different events that we want to experience. For example. In one timeline, you may meet a certain person at a certain age or a certain time because you've made an agreement with that soul to meet somewhere, to come into each other's lives, have a certain experience together, and to move on from there. So what happens is that as long as you're on that timeline, when it comes to that particular time, you're going to end up uh, meeting with this person and you'll play whatever role you've agreed to. But if you've shifted timelines, then that person may not be required any longer to have that exchange or that interaction any longer because you're in a different state of consciousness than they are. And they're at this point in time requiring something different. So they'll meet somebody else instead and so forth. But you do, at the soul level, design all of this. You design the life, but you're designing it moment by moment because what you do is what you created as a straight um, line is still fluid. So... As you're shifting, you're always tweaking your experience 
all the time. You're not, you know, it's not like rigid. You know, I've come here and I'm going to have just these experiences. I'm on autopilot and nothing else is going to happen except for this. It doesn't work that way. We are not that way. We, you know, we, we do have the opportunity to, uh, to experience, you know, fluidity and all. And then we also create other timelines where we mix and match, so forth, by just, you know, uh, navigating ourselves through. So the answer at that point is your soul, who you truly are. The reason that you're on the planet here is the designer. You know, some people call it source and so forth, but it is a facet of source. It is, yeah, uh, you know, we are all source, but we're, each one, we're a fragment of it, having an individualized experience while playing in the whole. Perfect. I, uh, the images and metaphors of battle and enemy don't hold up, but it, uh, one of my f- sayings I'm fond of is, no battle plan survives first contact with the enemy. And, and no life plan survives first contact with the planet uh, because it uh, just to think of of any situation in your life and try to think of okay I was going to make yesterday in a movie studio how many extras would how many people did you come across hundreds thousands uh, all the cars all the it, it, to get everybody to be in the right spot so that you're behind that person that's going too slow and making you annoyed or whatever it is that you, it, 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 it's just mind boggling. And, um, but from a soul perspective, we can, we're, we're sort of uh, stepped back where we can better see all those synchronicities and how they line up. It's just not, not something we really can see from here. Yes. And that's true. And it's done on purpose because the thing is, if we if we are aware of everything that's going to unfold, and and uh, then we're not going to have the experience that that uh, we're choosing to to have, because once you know the outcomes, uh, then it's not going to be as interesting, and it's not as uh, you know the 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 um, so experientially rich. So, but again, you know, like you were saying. All the people that you meet, everything that you're 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 um, you're running into as you're going along. I mean, like you said, the car cutting off and everything else, that will be there if it somehow serves you. But it's all. So you have to understand, there's a higher level of communication that's occurring all the time because all the souls are linked. Okay, every every person on the planet that has a soul, well, they all have soul. Uh, you know, the, soul to soul, we're always constantly communicating. Okay. We are not aware of it consciously. So we are always saying, okay, for example, if you have a certain thing that you want to experience today and saying, okay, I have no patience, all right? And I need to get over this patience thing because I I seem to be, that derails me all the time. It always pulls me back to my old pattern and I really like to get beyond this pattern. So it basically sends out a a transmission. Your soul sends a transmission through your third eye and, and, and communicates with other souls and saying, hey, listen, I need... I need some help here. Can somebody play a specific role for me so that it pushes my patience even a little more so that I get to a point where I get tired of it at the mind level saying, you know, I'm just going to surrender. I'm just going to, 
enjoy my drive. I'm going to enjoy each moment as it unfolds rather than fighting it all the time and, and cursing at everybody and, and looking and judging everybody for being idiots and so forth. I really want to get over this this part of it. So all of a sudden you, you have all these people that are on the highway or on the streets that they're receiving this message and they say, okay, well, great, I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to do this to you or whatever it is. And the, 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 the stage, basically that's all it is. The stage is set up so that you are faced with your program. You're faced to see, ah, here I am. I'm a very judgmental person, and here I am. I am vulnerable in the sense where I cannot be at peace, and, and it's time for me to, to get to it. Now, it doesn't mean it all, all works at the first time, and you'll continue repeating it, and maybe a lot of time intensifies until you finally, at the mind level, say, enough. I'm not going to play with this any longer. So, yes, it is so strategically, if I can't even say the word right, uh, planned out, and it's done all behind the scenes, and that's what makes it so amazing. There seems to be a, a follow-up statement or comment in the chat room um, from the same person who asked the previous question, designed by whom, uh, statement is so we chose which completely bypasses biology how can you make a decision in which you will never remember making well biology I mean the thing is um, when you're coming through say your, your parents and so forth I mean you pick and choose how many characteristics how many parts of the genetic coding and uh, that you want from each of the parents and you utilize all of that. And of course, yes, you're not going to know this while you're in the physical form until, and many people are starting to remember, until you start to awaken and you start to dissolve the layers, you start to move up the ladder in consciousness, meaning you're moving beyond the, the human, just locked up human state as you continue to move forward, what occurs at that point in time is you start to re you start to recognize I am the creator here I am the one that actually designed all of this and now you can actually see oh look I am the one that's doing this and not only that I can see my programs at the same time so you know realistically we are you know come to the point where we realize that and, and it is part of the process that we go through uh, as we're going along. But as each time we leave the physicality, of course, you're constantly consciously aware of the all the choices and you're going to review all the things that you've done and you say, hmm, okay, that one didn't work. So I'm going to have to pick something different next time, maybe a different uh, uh, scenario in a different part of the world with a different set of parents, with different circumstances so that I can really get over this this part of it so I can continue moving forward. So at the soul level, you're always constantly conscious. But at the mind level, you may not be, no. But at some point, as you, as you become more conscious, you will. So in, in a case where souls are getting to a point where they're more enlightened, you start to see, oh, okay, I picked this, picked this, picked this. Yes, I could see exactly why I picked this, and I can see the purpose of it and how this has assisted me, and this is why I'm able to take the next step, and I'm uh, much more experientially rich because of it. Now you're not even feeling like a victim. You see, oh, great, I'm working harmony here. We have a, we have a, 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 a mutual path that we are dancing together. It's no longer the soul outside of us, and we are having a human experience because that's what you know, most humans experience is that 
here's me, the physicality with the computer, and there's the soul, which is something that's not tangible. I can't, you know, uh, connect to it and so forth. But that's that that non-tangibility starts to dissolve and you start to connect with it. And that's why the more you connect inside of you, this is what it's about. It's connecting with your soul. Absolutely. And in this lifetime, it seems, uh, for an awful lot of beings, if not everybody that's here for this fun roller coaster, uh, it's about blending the two. Uh, Jane and I talk about blended beingness and blending the two. Uh, the three, the however you want to look at it, body, mind, soul, uh, it, blending it all together, just letting it all be here in the now together. And um, that's kind of very new to just change that way without dropping a body or doing something drastic, it seems oh, to me. To look at the world through physical eyes with a soul's perspective is, Daunting, shocking, and yummy, and and yummy, and um, but but at first it can be very daunting, very shocking, and eventually though it leads you to a place where you lose that fear, you know that need to that need to be afraid of something going wrong because you know on a soul level which you know, manifests physically with regards to emotions um, and your sense of well-being, you know that it's all okay. So it's it's an interesting journey indeed. Exactly, exactly. All right. We just, we have more great questions coming in. And we our do. good friend Janet has just arrived in the chat room. So I'm wonderful gonna... to see you, Janet. Copy and paste this question, and then I think we should take a quick break. I, and I'm just typing in. We'll get that question first after the break. <laughs> Sorry, baby. So nice to have synchronized thinking, isn't it? I'm ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, usually so. That's why every once in a while I have to get you to stop and explain and go, wait, what am I thinking? Why am I thinking that? What did you do to me? Oh, no. Um, Actually, um, it's just faster to speak than it is to type and hit enter. Right. <laughs> Right. I've, we've uh, done that before, too. Talk to somebody in the chat room. They type back. We talk to them. It's yeah, fun. Absolutely, absolutely. What should we I think that in lieu, of the, in lieu of the question, um, yeah. I think we should play my favorite song. Well, one of my favorite songs. I'm not going to call it my favorite song because, you know, I have a couple so of favorite many, songs. But, but, um, same one, eh? My mother's favorite song. Yes. Yes. That, that would be the earth prayer. Yes. Uh her mother's favorite song from our dear friend uh, uh, and sister in light, Ina V, uh, who's doing magical things in her career and uh, and with this Earth Prayer song uh, and the Earth Prayer Project. Um, and we're talking about mother, right? So yeah. what about these inner child people, too? Because we want to mention them briefly and we missed them at the top of the show. We did miss them. We, we missed didn't our sponsors do any of our tonight. Sponsors tonight, so we're going to do them at the break, like Absolutely. we're really on radio and doing. Absolutely. Interestingly action. enough, one of our sponsors just pops into the chat room. Hello. Well, that's, that's how they won the lottery and got to go first in front of Inez. So next, week we're going to talk about Inez. But um, these folks over at Inner Child will love you. I don't know how to put it any better than that. 
That's it. I don't I don't think you need to explain anymore. Um if you want to know what inner child is all about and why we keep ranting and raving about them, just drop by www.iaminnerchild.com and um see for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Go for some discovery. Yeah. An adventure. Try something new. It might be fun. It might be. Okay, so here's Ina V with her uh Earth prayer and uh we'll be back in just about 5 minutes, folks. Stay with us. Perfect. We feel it all. We come from the light, and to it we shall return. We are the
our mother's womb, to those above and below us, to the seen and unseen, those who have walked before and after, we ask your assistance to live simply. Please forgive us, for we know not what we do, and we thank you for all your help us. And that was our dear friend Ina V with her song Earth Prayer. Beautiful song. Easy to get lost in, for me anyway. Absolutely, which is why I'm just so, now saying hello to the new people in the chat room. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, was laid back and enjoying that. Absolutely. It's always a toss-up for me because, you know, you have to take the break, do anything that you've been dying to do, run to the washroom, whatever. But the song's on. It's like, wait, I can't go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never just you, you just don't want to leave it, <laughs> right? But everybody do visit Ina V at inav.com and check out the Earth Prayer Project. Uh, she's doing some great things. And uh, just in case we talk through our next break, because we're good at doing that, I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out to our dear friend, sister, and sponsor, Inez Martins, who is also doing great things. Who is who is Inez Martins? Why do we love Inez Martins? How could you well, not love Inez Martins? Other than the fact that she's an absolutely wonderfully giving soul um, and supporting supporting energy, uh, she's she's absolutely phenomenal with animal communication and Akashic record reading and clearings, which is a really important element of of uh, the shift right now. I believe that letting letting that go. Letting that stuff go that you don't need anymore is um, is is really really vital to taking the next step, and Inez can help you with that. Right, like Franco said, it, we all have to do these things for ourselves, but we can help mm-hmm. each other uh, experientially and energetically. It, magical things go on, as Janet said. She rocks. Yeah, she totally does. But she rocks. That's you know. And um, you can find her at www.nesmartins.com. Right. I so S M A R T E N S. We have another awesome question um, from yes. before the show. Before the break. It's, um, before the show. Sorry, before the break. Yes. Yeah. See, the ah. song does it to me every time. I. <laughs> well, when it comes to time and memory, things are getting squirrely. I'm telling you. They are getting squirrely. Oh my goodness. Um. 
get more and more opportunity to use that Skype symbol of the little squirrel, Heidi, the squirrel. <laughs> so uh, another question um, along the same line, and I, I, I think I can see the question because it can sound a bit mechanical when you talk about, well, as a soul you planned this and then you got here and you changed this and as if it's all about me. Of course, I think it is all about me, except when it's all about Gene. But um, he says, so this is spiritual beyond the American Indians who embrace their environment and the harmony we have with all living things on earth. And then, uh, i.e. imagination, which I'm, I'm not even sure how the, his idest fits in, but Frank well, knows. Frank, I have something to say about I imagination. <laughs> I imagination. Nation of magicians. Nation of magicians. Right. Well, our imagination is quite important for for us to create our realities and to to play with because a lot of our imagination comes from their soul. It's 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 giving us. See, our creative aspect of us uh, is 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 the intuitive also aspect of us, which basically not only connects to our soul, but also connects to the collective consciousness, uh, universal conscious, source consciousness. And by taking other resources from uh, from around, it also now uses the creative aspect to create imaginations, create different experiences, and so forth. So we use that as a tool. It is a tool for us. It's one of one of the great things that we have as humans that we have imagination. We have capability to imagine something that may have not even been uh, experienced before or something that hasn't even been created as a reality or an experience. So that part of it is uh, is um, is uh, is quite important and 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 makes us quite uh, unique in in this this experience to, to have this capability to do so. As for our connection, I mean, we are connected with with everything. I mean, we're connected with with the animal kingdom. So, you know, when we're talking about, you know, like the natives talk about, uh, they realize very closely that we are we're all one. We're very connected to nature itself. We're connected with the animal kingdom. We're connected with the insect world, the oceanic world. We're connected with the planet itself because, you know, everything is created through our collective experience. The planet is a reflection of our collective experience of what we are choosing to, to experience. And it is the playground. So this is, you know, when we are talking about reconnecting, we're reconnecting with all of it so that our environment, our planet, our nature, everything will, you know, will work in harmony to uh, create a new reality, a new level of experience uh, within ourselves. And, you know, this is one of the key things that we've we uh, with part of our disconnect is we don't realize, or at least as we are in a sleep state, we don't realize that everything around us, not only other people, but nature and so forth, are just another facet of us. That we require all of that to support our experience and to support our our essence to be here on the planet. Our physicality thrives off what is around us. So this is why they honor and respect the environment, inspect, respect everything around us, because all of it is part of us. It's like the way we would respect our body, we would respect all the other parts of our body, which is the planet is the other parts of the body. You know, we're not here alone. We are, 
and and whenever we're making choices, I mean, with the with when we are in a sleep state where we're uh, you know operating on the software program alone, and especially in the egotistic and disconnect mode that we've played in the past, we do not see uh, everything around us as being us. So then we become what we can call selfish in a sense where we're living for self, but not realizing that self is everything. And for us to really get what we're here to do, it is done together. It's not alone. Because if it was done alone, then we would remain uh, on a, an environment where we would just be us. We wouldn't even need the physicality. And we would not need to come onto this planet or any other planet. We could stay in just a spirit state or what we can call a state without form and imagine whatever we wanted. And, but again, we've, we've created and agreed to play with these playgrounds to give us that extra experience. And we now are utilizing everything around us. So with the process that we're going through, this awakening, this shift in consciousness, we are coming to the realization that we are not separate, that everything, including mind, body, and soul, every single soul on the planet, every every human, pretty say, you want to say, the animal kingdom and so forth, is all part of us. And it is all instrumental for our journey, for our growth, for our enlightenment. So the planet is a playground and a schoolyard. Without the playground and the schoolyard, you can't play here. Yes, you can go play somewhere else, but you still need another playground in the schoolyard. Without this physicality, you would need another physicality to have this experience. So you would go somewhere else and have that within a different physicality. We just happen to choose this one because it happens to be the one that we chose and felt that would be the best for us at this time. That doesn't mean that you're only constantly coming back on this planet. You, you, you may choose to, at some point in time when you're in a different state where you want to... to Materials, uh, you know, uh, incarnate in a different planet, in a different experience, in a different dimension. And we have that freedom at the soul level to do so. Now, there is another level that we can talk about, but we might get into some pretty heavy details here. But what we've done now is that we've, our, our experience here on the planet has become so, has, has been so locked up and intense that the soul almost feels compelled to just keep coming back here because it's like, you know, and I think I've I've talked this uh, many times before in other events, but you know, it's like when we start playing a specific video game, and you know, we seem to not be able to pass certain levels, we we get obsessed. We get obsessed to the point where I'm going to go back in there and I'm going to do it this time. And you can imagine somebody that that gets hooked on the video games, they can spend hours, hours, and hours and days on on the program because they keep getting obsessed with the fact that I need to pass this level. And this is what the soul ends up doing is going, okay, I, I, I gee, I didn't make it this time, all the things I wanted to do. I still have a lot of stuff on the list or maybe I may have made no no progress on the list and I want to get back down there again. And it and it oversees any other opportunities to go on a different playground and may choose just to be locked up to keep from reincarnating on the planet until I get what I want to do. And so, but that is, is also shifting too, because of this is part of the, the process that's, that's, that's going on. So everything around us, just to go back to that question, everything around us supports us. So all of it, you know, 
the 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 one thing we realize, you know, and and this is one of the things we've not realized uh, this time for many many people, is that here we are, you know, acting certain ways, doing certain things, and we're changing the consciousness of the planet so that the planet is becoming, you know, what we can call polluted, whatever it is, energetically and also in the uh, the physical aspect of it where it's becoming more and more difficult for us to maneuver and to support life or to support our physicality, support our frequency or energy on the planet. And, you know, we can go there and, and nuke ourselves to death or, you know, nuke the, the planet and all of a sudden, you know, oh, wait a minute, I just took away the big facet of what I needed to, to, to have my experience on the planet. Well, now it's not there to support me. So, you know, with this connection with even with the natives, they realize this is... This is part of us. We need this. This is why we're here. We're here to have this experience on this planet. And the planet, the playground is all whole, complete. With everything that's here, it is to support this journey. And so we honored it because it is the stage. I'm not going to burn it down. I'm not going to destroy it so that I cannot enjoy all of it. I can't enjoy the whole facet of it and I cannot connect with it. Because the thing is, deep inside, we have a deep connection. We've created an illusion of disconnect, but we have this deep connection where once we reconnect and we become, you know, we take all the layers out, you're not only having your human experience in your own physicality, but you feel other people's experience. You feel the profound intimate connection with people. You have a profound connection with the animal kingdom, with nature itself, you know, uh, and, and, and the planet itself. So it becomes all of it. As part. So look at it this way. Instead of just feeling through your own physicality only, you're feeling from the whole body, which is planet, nature, animal kingdom, oceanic kingdom, insect world, and every soul on the planet, every human on the planet. You're now experiencing it all. And everything becomes accentuated in such magnitude. Can you just imagine how much experience you get from that? And that's what is understood. Yeah, and I think uh, lots of things that are happening on the planet from, you know, the Occupy movement to uh, the awakening, uh, different spiritualities uh, that have uh, blossomed uh, people finding what works for them is 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 part and parcel for the whole planet finding what works for it is because we're all it's all mirrors it's you know you look at the polluted planet and well you look at the toxins and pollutions that we, pollutants that we put into ourselves through food and alcohol and habits and things seems pretty reflective and reflexive to me Exactly, exactly. And, and the thing is, that's what's part of the, the, the shifting that's going on, because you'll notice when people start to awaken, they become more conscious about every, their environment and everything else, and they have a, a higher appreciation. And then the choices that they make is no longer about themselves. The choices they make is for everything as a whole. And they start to also come together with one another and support one another in you know, supporting the environment, that we're all in it together. And this is one of the things that will, with the shift that we're going through, is that we are going to be reconnecting more and more with people where we are no longer in survival mode and fear mode and, and uh, survival of the fittest or, you know, uh, always looking after ourselves. We're going to start working together where we are working in a sense where we create an environment that supports all of us. 
And then there's not going to be the haves and have-nots anymore. It's not going to be, uh, you know, imbalances in the sense where the ha you have certain people that uh, have access to certain things and other people have no access whatsoever. We're not going to end up playing around with war or anything of that nature where, you know, we need to judge and can destroy each other. We, we start to work in a harmonious way where we create an environment where we can all flourish, all experience uh, a higher level of... Uh, of play and, and ease, because that's what we're here to do. I mean, you know, we came here, and, and of course, uh, you know, the, the programs and everything else, the, this, the structures that we've allowed to take form at some point, I mean, uh, as much as it served, has has continued to perpetuate and, and, and be supported in a fashion where, you know, we're always in survival, we're always in struggle, and, uh, you know, we're, we're never really living life, you know, because... We are. We have such amazing opportunities and abilities to experience life to such a such a, a, a level that is incomprehensible in a sense. When we are, you know, locked up in get up every day and have to go to work or we have to go to school and we need to program ourselves so that we can have stuff and survive and have things like that. And we're so busy from the moment that we're born to be molded so that we can go out there and just survive and, and uh, create some, you know, illusionary abundance or something of that nature uh, and and really never get the opportunity to play, never get the opportunity to to experience life. You can see it even with children. You know, they come into the planet early in, the, in their lives and right off the bat, what is the parents' first thing they do? Okay, we got to start teaching them the language. We got to start teaching them how to count. We need to, you know, bring them to nursery schools and this and that. And, and, and they start governing uh, the, 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 the child's welfare or whatever it is in, in what they're capable of doing, you know, rather than allowing them to be the child. The child that's creative, the child that's explorative, the child that wants to really, uh, you know, utilize whatever it came here to do to experience itself rather than, you know, saying, well, no, 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 you can't be yourself. You need to be one of us. You know, we need to program you because you're us. You're never going to come out of this world and survive. That That is the part that needs to change. And it is changing. It is changing. We're becoming much more conscious. And people... As they become more awakened, they also their priorities change. Their 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 importance of which direction they take, what how much stuff they need to have, what you know uh, is in, what defines them, all starts to change because of that. This is a beautiful pro, uh, process that we're going through, and you know it's long overdue, and we've been wanting to do this for the longest time. Yeah, and it's uh, sort of like everything's in place and. And going back to the your soul picking the circumstances of your arrival, we're we're sort of all we're all in on the joke, so to speak. Uh, but but you know we may not know exactly how it's all going to turn out. Uh, certainly not from this perspective, but that we all came for that that experience, it seems, or knew that that was that acceleration was going to be available. Limit perhaps is a better way to put it. <laughs> Exactly, and this is why the big rush uh, of uh, of souls that have come onto the planet. I mean, you, you look back uh, uh, in the last 60 years, I mean, we, we've uh, more than tripled our, our population because more and more souls are saying, I want, I want part of it because this is like uh, amazing times of massive growth and, and experience and, and going through this shift is so amazing. So, I mean, we are in, in absolutely amazing times as much as, you know, the mind will... We'll look at
Hello. 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 Hello, can you hear me, Jean? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. I've got to love these blog talk technical difficulties. We have lost our friend Franco. Oh. He's showing us offline. I just tried to reconnect him, and we didn't get him. So uh, good time to take a break while we try to straighten that out. And uh, can you hear me too now, Janet? I can hear you, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, Janet yeah. can hear you, so I assume she can hear me. Yes, she can. Yay. So, uh, maybe some Jordan? I don't know. Sure. Love yeah. a little Jordan. Jordan because since I don't know what's going on, we'll play Jordan's song entitled Don't Know. And we'll look for Franco and meet you back here in just about uh, three and a half, four minutes, folks. Stay with us. Awesome.
That was our brother and dear friend, Jordan Okren. Uh, he's having his last hurrahs in uh, is it Raleigh, North Carolina, where he is, I think. Yes, I believe it is. And uh, he's going to go to music school in Boston. Yes, where big, he's going to have more hurrahs. Yes, big-time music school in Boston. I know he's going to have a blast. Uh, probably be weird, though, because... I think there's been one weekend that he didn't play a gig since we've met him. And even he was like, that's weird. I, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure that um, I'm sure that he will be playing in the Boston scene very, very soon. I mean, first of all, he's going to, he's going to an art school, right? And he's going right. to be surrounded by, by artistic, and equipment people. and studios and you know and he's going to college come on yeah come clubs, on big excitement clubs bars <laughs> it's just the way it is you know so right. he's going to have ample opportunity to get back in um back into playing and it's going to be fun to watch this new adventure yes big stuff so visit jordan on the web you can read more about it he's uh we just love his music. He's a very thoughtful uh, songwriter for 17, is it? Yeah. Yeah, he's young. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah. Try- I was trying to figure out which party to go to on Friday night when I was 17. <laughs> Jordan's trying to change the world. I, wow. Yeah. Well, we, got, we have a lot of those teenagers around. Yeah, we got the 16-year-olds, the twins. And, um, you know, we've got more coming on as guests, young people. We've had them in the past. And if you actually take a minute to look around the world and uh, take notice of it, there's there's thousands of them out there making oh. a difference every single day. Yeah, that's that 14-year-old that built the nuclear reactor in his garage. <laughs> you know what? That's we went to war. Cool. We uh, we went to war because we thought somebody might have some yellow cake uranium, and this guy can make it in his garage. Yeah. And. He can't even get a driver's license yet. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll let them play with nuclear weapons. Right, yeah. 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 You can't have a beer, but the thermonuclear weapons are no problem. Welcome to Earth, folks. Where well, not let everybody goes. That our little uh, technical bobble there, we seem to have lost Franco. We seem uh, to have lost Franco. So I hope there's not, you know, thunderstorms or whatever's going on. But it's for whatever awful. reason... He's in Toronto, and we're uh, we've been told that we're going to be getting storms on and off for the next 24 hours. So it's more than possible that uh, that he got hit and his his line went down. Such as uh, you know the internet, such radio as the internet business. and live radio, and you know. Uh, but fortunately, since we're spread all over the planet, we some of us have arrived back to talk. Absolutely. Um, we do want to let everybody know that to find Franco, and we will have Franco back again. I have no doubt. Um, <laughs> it's just it's just way too much fun, and um, uh, you know, special shout out to uh, our dear friend Scott in the chat room. Excellent questions tonight. Oh yeah, and absolutely as, brilliant, brilliant. As Jean said over the back, we have a back office chat where we occasionally say things. She's like, "I love to challenge our guests. This is excellent." So. And we love to challenge ourselves. It's the best way to illuminate what you really think is to have somebody express what they think, you know, and ask you questions from their point of view. 
Absolutely. Every show is an education, and not from the guests that we have on, but from the guests that our guest listeners, you know, our family in the chat room. Some of the questions that we get, um, all the questions that we get are just pure brilliance. Absolute genius. You know, they really do make you think and uh, reevaluate, and we appreciate that. So keep them coming. That's our point about, you know, humans are awesome, is, is. You get such intelligent questions and on point and and uh, uh, great follow ups, just good stuff, good people. Um, so do join us again. And uh, what else yeah. do we have going on? Oh, Franco, we were going to tell them where to find him at Franco De Nicola. Yes, FrancoDeNicola dot com. www dot F R A N C O D E N I C O L A dot com. Right. And then I wanted to, I asked a question, but I probably got the, and, and the answer's probably up there somewhere, and I've missed it scrolling by. I, I have terrible trouble keeping alive uh, the chat room thing, keeping on track with it. Uh, Janet, is there still that discount if you get the two world peace books? At Amazon, or is, did we miss it? Because we had this thing, this World Peace. What was it? World Peace Word Healing Competition. Poetry competition. Poetry contest. And and and, and they put together two anthologies, and uh, I know for a while they had a thing going on. Um, yes. So she might share with us the uh, the link, but you can also just go to www.iaminnerchild.com. And uh, the the link is in there somewhere. Absolutely. To uh, but you need to use the special link. I understand uh, to get the discount. But uh, uh, the anthologies are uh, you know all these entries that came in from around the planet. Two books with full of poetry about world healing and world peace. I right. mean you can't go wrong really. And, and there's a link in the chat room. Uh, which I can't read, but I will try. Well, you can't read the whole thing, but if you click on it, it should open up. Okay. Um, and uh, Or you can, if it's a PC, you can right-click and copy link as, which is I'm trying to do as we <laughs> speak, which makes my speaking slow down. Why, why, <laughs> why is that? Um, okay, so I have the link in here so we can put it up on the archive as well. Okay, uh, so $20 for both books? Both books. That's an awesome deal. And, uh, you know, we talked about it so much when the entries were open, and then we talked about who won the contest and, and mentioned that the anthology was coming when it took two books. It was so good. It was just young. Yeah. And if like you're, you're listening and you don't have the archives, um, or you're listening and don't have the chat room in front of you, I've got the link in front of me. So it's www.innerchildpress.com backslash Amazon dash discount. <laughs> Careful how you say that. PHP. Dot PHP question mark, I think. Yeah? I don't see a question mark. No question mark? You can always, when all else fails, if it's inner child, you can always go to www.iaminnerchild.com and you'll find it. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. There's no question mark. I don't know. I have it and, here. And, you can, and everything's a question tonight for Rick. You can also, Arr. of course, as always, Drop by www.everydayconnection.me, and we will have the information there for you as well. Right. We've, we're have we actually getting a pretty impressive backlog of archived shows. Yeah, we really are. I mean, if, if you guys are new listeners to the show, we've had some incredible guests in the past, 
it's always fun to but, go back uh, and check out the gambles foster and Kim, foster and kimberly from the thrive movie uh, yeah they were a lot of fun um had mama Webb on three fun. times um the Mama twins. Web always has, you know, eye-opening information to bring in, and I, I, there's too many to name, but every yeah. single one of them has been fascinating, and they've all been in education, so you can always go back and check out the archives, and don't forget that we're also available on iTunes. Yes, that's right. You know, so that's that's. Then it's in our end title that we've we've harassed me about changing. I may change it actually. It, it's starting to sound really cheesy to me. I don't know what our listeners might think, but it's starting to sound really cheesy to me. The opening and end titles that we have for the show. Yeah, well, find us on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. We started the show with a different energy. Yeah. Then, then we've got it running now. I mean, now we just don't have any. Uh, we were sitting up straight on the couch with our feet on the floor, and now we're kind of reclined on the couch. Oh, well, I don't know about you, but I'm sitting on the floor with my legs crossed barefoot. <laughs> right. And, but, um, and you have done the episodes from bed. so I do. I do every episode you know. from my bed. Yeah. And, um, simply uh, because my, my office happens to be in my bedroom, so we I've were, got my computer on the bedside table, and I'm sitting cross-legged on the bed. So you we guys were, are in bed with me every single show. Oh, wow. See How there? fun is that? And, and, you know, we were on TV, what, last night? Yes, we and, were. Uh, and I, I was in bed. <laughs> because she doesn't put her video on, she says she has low bandwidth. It's just because she wants to sit on her bed. And uh, but I have to admit that I was in a beautiful blue, you know, polo shirt. You know, uh, somebody said I looked like a politician. Made me choke. But um, but I was wearing pajamas under that. You know, the that's whole awesome. Thing and, about see, and that's that's the beauty of that's the beauty the of internet guy, TV, you know. right? Yeah, you got. Tying stuff on up top, and you're wearing yeah. inner shorts and flip flops underneath. Um, I think we might have we have a caller, and I think oh. I might know who it is. That's exciting. Okay. So let's let's see if we have a caller. All right. Caller from two one four. Hey, sis. Hello. Uh oh. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's a little rough, actually, but um, coming and going a little bit I, like a little fringe signal. Okay. We'll just sort of... Cutting in, cutting out. Yeah. I was just going to go to um, um, dot com instead of all that Amazon link stuff on there. Just go to com, and then there's... Uh, uh, some tabs at the top that will take you to the Amazon discount page or the different authors' pages and whatnot. Um, okay. But on a different sure. note, since, since we we lost your guest, I thought, you know, with all the changes and all the enlightening and everything that's going on in the world, and Jean, I mean, I know that you can speak to this. as You too, Rick. Um, what I have noticed, well, I've noticed a lot of things, but one thing that I've noticed lately, I mean, you guys have been going through a rough patch, um, but that I am able to heal myself. Ah. And well, it seems... It, here's an what angel, it that, seems. That's a whole nother I mean, show. Yeah, I know. I, I I have to go off track here. I mean, we lost our past. That's <laughs> right. Guest, and and we'll have to... Uh... Um, you're you're on the hook now. You're going to have to come join us, and we're going to have a whole show on that. 
but uh, because okay, Gene has a whole book on that healing. I know, I know. Gene's been kicking my butt. Ninety nine cents yeah. for the raw version. Jan- Janet's got a copy of it on um, Amazon. Yeah, she's going through some. She's going through some health. Um, challenges right now, so she's got a couple copy of my book on healing, and I believe that I've um, a link kicked her in ass into high gear. <laughs> yes, ninety nine cents totally kicked my ass, folks. I, I didn't even have to pay ninety nine cents. I probably shouldn't say that, but anyway, well, no, it's okay. We 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 were doing the thing for a while that if you friended us on Facebook and sent us a private private message, that we would send you. You were sending truth, weren't you, Jane? Yeah. That deal. Yeah. And the, well, the, it's, a, the, it's an awesome book, and it does kick you into high gear. And, and and we will do this on another show. But I have to say, I have to, I want the listeners to hear this that you know so much of our so-called sicknesses, whatever they may be, uh, it's a matter of choice. You know, we allow those things to be in our body. And and let me just say this, for instance. Last week, I had to go to the hospital for a bunch of tests, and I forgot to take my blood pressure medicine that day. And uh, over the last few months, I've really been getting into meditation. But but seriously, over the last, you know, month, six weeks, whatever, like seriously, seriously into it. And so, you know, they took my blood pressure. I knew I was going to be at the hospital all day with a whole bunch of tests. And I thought to myself, okay, Janet, you can do this. So I meditated, and I was as I was breathing in through my nostrils, I was breathing in love, light, healing, and as I was blowing out my mouth, I was blowing out high blood pressure. And I, I mean, I was in my mind saying that. And within 30 minutes, I had my blood pressure down to normal, and it stayed normal all day long without meds. Well, ain't that just really cool? So, you know, I mean, you know, I'm not going to play doctor here or give anyone any advice whatsoever. I'm just saying, you know, it's been my experience lately that I have control over these things. Like, you know, I, I was given some, you know, some people might call it bad news or whatever, but mm, no, I've decided not to call it bad news. I've decided to call it. Let's see how we're going to get through this, Janet. I mean... Shit, you really are reading my book. New challenge. I told you. A new <laughs> challenge instead book. of bad news. <laughs> she's not just reading it. She's listening to Walking it. She's reading it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's very That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, no, uh, well, you know what, totally girl, girl, I, I, was. I, I told you I'm not going to let you, um, I'm not going to let you give into this, so we're not going to let you give into this, and we're booking now yeah. guests for June, so we're going to book you in as a guest, and we're going to talk about how fast you, um, you turn this illness around into then. wellness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I'm great. doing, the, uh, you know, changing my diet. The only thing I've got to quit doing, I have to quit doing this, really, brace yourself. I'm gonna to have to quit smoking. <laughs> well, I'm. But, uh, but you know, I, I'll be able too. to do that too. I'm you not, will eventually. I, I, yeah, yeah. No, Baby I am steps. going to do that. I am. There you going go. To do that. She's, Baby she's, she's reading your book. She is reading my book. Yeah. Because I've decided I can't really, I can't really come out preferring an earth where we don't have smokestacks spewing toxic fumes into the air. <laughs> 
when I'm spewing toxic fumes into the air from my mouth. You know, that how right. does that work, right? Ooh, uh, that's one well, reason. Yeah, one thing at a time. I gave up the drugs in the so 80s. Many I gave up the alcohol in, what, 2003, I think it was, December. And, you know, give, give me a minute and cigarettes yeah. would be gone too. One thing at a time. One thing yeah, at a time. Yeah, and Baby I'm stuff. throwing a lot of healthy foods and high alkaline and, you know, a lot of green veggies and raw veggies. And, um, Living veggies, yeah, yeah I'm like changing pollen. things up, and it's all Jean's fault. <laughs> yeah, right. It doesn't work out. It's Jean's fault. I'm putting that in my will. <laughs> okay, so so you you also get to put if I get healthy, it's Jean's fault. Yes, absolutely. I think I think absolutely. I actually wrote a disclaimer into the book saying, you know, if if this helps you in any way, it's by default. It's not my fault. Right. <laughs> it is your fault. It is in the book. So um, I know we're right at 8.30, folks, but I hope you can stay with us for a few minutes. Uh, we have another caller on the line, so we'll see okay. what's going on there. And, oh, well, well, you don't have to go anywhere. You can, stay, you can stay and laugh with us. Put me on hold. Put you on hold. Okay. We're, we're throwing Janet back to the couch. Isn't that what they say over there, Bill? Throwing her back to the couch. <laughs> All right, so we have... We have a caller from area code 905. Uh, area code 905, tell us your name, and uh, do you have a question or comment? Well, it's Franco. I finally made it back on, except Woo-hoo! I lost my Internet. Oh. We, we have a pretty strong storm here, and I think it got hit by the uh, Internet server or something because the system, went, everything went down. I couldn't even get out any longer. It's uh, yeah. Everything is still down, so... Anyways, I, I finally found a way to get on the phone to call you. So Well, uh, I'm glad you made it back. We've been bantering away in your absence. Uh, but uh, lots of great uh, uh, kudos to everybody for their questions, and, and glad that you made it back. We gave everybody your web links to francodenicola.com. Absolutely, and there's something in the chat room I need to address. Uh-oh, okay. I don't know if you read it, but... Uh... Um, yes. There's, there's a comment in the chat room saying sharing spirituality and self-healing powers, which is completely natural. Charging for it is not. Asking for donations to cover costs for sharing is what is needed in our current society and acceptable. My take on that is that this particular book that I'm charging 99 cents for is not a self-help book. It is um, a book that is a story about my own personal healing journey it's it's a journal really, as an author healing it this is how i make a living and i don't think that 99 cents is is in any way um too much to ask for something that i spent months dedicating my time and energy to putting together and um i don't believe that anybody out there doing this kind of work should ever have to do work for free when it costs us money to eat. When it comes to the time that my food and everything is provided for me, that is the time that I will provide all my services for free. Yeah. The, the, Until then, anything that I create that is an object that is to be handed to other people that they can hold and own for themselves and that it is taking my time and energy to create, I will charge a reasonable price for. Now, we'd like the economy to be different, but we also have to 
you know, pay rent and eat in the current economy until we can shift. Absolutely. In a gift economy where everyone is gifting their passion, their service, then all of our needs would be taken care of and there wouldn't be any reason we would charge. Why would we charge money? That would be silly. But in in, in the economy where we find ourselves, we must continue to operate until we can and and we certainly active, actively pursue and uh, encourage people to pursue changes in uh, public policy that you'd like to see. Because uh, when we realize that we are our government, if they're doing strange things, it's because we've shifted our power to them. Uh, yeah, and I, I think it's important for people we can to, make those changes. You know, for people to understand um, that, you know, when when people like me and other authors out there are selling their their books and their information. There's also a lot of stuff because of new communication tools that we're doing for free. So I have massive amount of videos on my website for free. Um, all my blogs, of course, with information are for free. So, you know, I mean, I think there has to be a certain level of understanding that money, in a sense, is an energy exchange in our current times. And um, we we need to let go of our fear of it. Yes, greed is not acceptable, of course. You know, I understand that. But at the same time, there has to be um, a letting go of this idea that, that just because you're doing spiritual work doesn't mean that your work is of of value. You know what I mean? Like, of course your time and energy is of value. It's it's just it's just the way it is in our, our current society. Exactly, and as as like you were saying earlier, as it shifts, I mean, our natural tendency is to 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 provide what we are gifted and gifting to the planet at this time. Unfortunately, because the system is still in place, we're just using it as a tool while it's still required. Uh, we would all love not to have it in place and would free up so much for us to, to be able to do because look at how much the money governs our choices, what we can or cannot do, when we can do it, and so forth. And 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 money, I mean, uh, the energy that's been given to it, it's uh, it's more it's less than light for sure because of all the, uh, the superimposed experiences that we've attached to it, which is, again, survival, fear, greed, power, uh, you know, control, manipulation, and so forth. All of that has been connected to it. But at the same time, we can, you know, where you're coming from, where which, which is with, from great love in sharing and so forth, that's our natural state. However, we're still in the system where, you know, we, we still, like you said, you have to buy food and whatever else. So instead of giving the money the power to it, we will bring it back to a state of love and just use it as a tool while we still need the tool. But, I mean, we will do everything possible, and we are going to see it today, and it's not all that far down the line where it will no longer be required. And And I will be one of the first ones celebrating that day. I can't bloody wait till I don't have to worry about paying for anything so that I can just enjoy doing what I do. You know what I mean? I I, I really, I, I don't like having to ever ask for money for my services. I would love to paint all day, give away my paintings. I'd love to write all day and, and send the blogs out into the universe and have them inspire people and just know that I'm making a difference. You know that'll be that'll be my happiest day is the money's gone. 
Exactly, and and so many people, even even the people that do have it, you know, they feel awkward with it. And uh, regardless, because of the fact that there's so much energy given to the money and so forth, so uh, you know, there's guilt that comes along with some people. Other people, again, don't feel comfortable because they have more or less, or you know, there's so much to go and. We'd love, and this is what you know we're we're asking for, like you're saying, celebrate, is to be to have that freedom, the freedom from you know that that particular control structure, because it is man-made, it's not real, and there's no, you know, uh, there's no energy exchange per se that, that is actually required in the spiritual sense. Uh, we 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 have it in 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 as part of it right now, like you're saying, but it's not our natural state. Far from that, it's not our natural state. And, and and like Gene said, there's a lot of a lot of this material. Uh, there was a big brouhaha over the Thrive movie when they were charging. Uh, it's now available free to everybody. They've made had enough in donations. They've made it free to everyone. But even when they were charging, every last drop of information in the film was on their website. It just so what you were paying for was for them to package it into a nice, convenient, sit back on your couch and walk it, watch it package. As opposed to looking it up yourself on their website, where it's always been free, and they were charging um, such a low amount, five dollars. But it was uh, ridiculously low. I, I mean, I'm looking at our the back office of our website. We have 77 posts that are listed as show recordings, um, and every that's, single one that's of our over shows 100 is free. hours. That's over 100 hours of audio. Yeah. it's not just free. We've made it available under a Creative Commons license. Which means you can take it, you can cut a clip out of it, you can, you know, if you cut a clip that misrepresents us, we might have words, but <laughs> not under copyright basis, because we've made it available under Creative Commons. I think it's any any producer of works uh, ought to have a look at that. Uh, we talked about it with Mitch Schultz. Uh, he's making a bunch of his footage from his movie available that people can remix. Uh, ours, like his, you can't sell it. Because since we're giving it away, it's what Creative Commons calls share and share alike. Uh, we share in it for free, so you make what you wish from it, make videos and it, whatever you want, but you share it for free since we shared it for free. Um, and so it, the information, the question about the information being free, the information is always free. Mm-hmm. And it's much like, I like the way Bashar puts it. He says, look, the oranges grow on the tree. They just grow there. Nobody had to plant it. There's areas where there's, you know, there's food that grows on trees and bushes and things. And it's free if you go pick it yourself. But if you want somebody else to take their time and pick it for you, you should pay them for their time or somehow have exchange for their time. It doesn't have to be money, but, you know... um, and I think that's I think it's that's, a soapbox issue for both of us just because I believe that the you must not take money for spiritual services is a vow that's left over from lifetimes past and need not be brought into today's reality. And I think that it's detrimental to the well being and the security of the people who are out there doing this kind of work. I don't think that um it's necessary for us to be living in the desert eating locusts anymore in order to be spiritual beings. Uh, who, who's to say that we can't have wealth and you know abundance and still be a spiritual being? Of course we can. Yeah. We're supposed to be having an awesome experience on this planet. 
So why can't we have all of it? We yeah, can. We can. That's, and that's we're not talking thing. about, you know, squirreling away billions of dollars that should be flowing in the economy. But, you know, that's fear-based. Yeah. Some of the richest people in the world are the most scared about money. That's why they're piling up so much of it. <laughs> I grew, I grew oh, up no, in the wealthiest if I run out, Oh, my God. What am I going to do? If I run out, I won't be able to eat. I won't be able to pay for my rent. I won't. Their questions yeah, are, you know, their fears are different. I won't be able to have my yacht. I won't. My BMW will break. But, you know, it, 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 fear is fear, and it's poisonous and toxic, whether you have a lot of money or you don't have any. And... Um, and the this don't charge for spiritual services is either a vow from lifetimes past that should be disposed of, or it's a mistaken uh, thought about the present moment. That's all I think. It's not there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a mistaken belief, I think, or at least or, one or just not a necessary that's anymore. Not in alignment with my understanding. I, I think I'd right. rather put it that way. You know, yeah. it's not in alignment Everybody's, with my understanding of how it works. If that's if that's your understanding, that's fine, but I'm not going to alter my way of doing things in order to accommodate your understanding. Uh, I know we've we've run over and bless everybody who's in with us, um, but uh, if you want to get on truth and that everybody's truth is true, which I believe, uh, then how about that deal we mentioned earlier, Jane? They friend us on Facebook, or if you're friend already, me on Facebook, way, absolutely. send a private message to send me a PM with your email address. With your email address, and she'll email you a copy of her book, Truth which talks for how many pages, hundreds of pages? Hundreds of pages. About truth and what is truth and how everybody's truth is true. Mm-hmm. Um, truth as you know, one single precept is really old. <laughs> because you know, precept is just a misunderstanding of percept. It's not a precept, it's a perception. Any big belief, any big precept, it's just your perception. Now, we may all choose to agree on a certain perception, and it may be beneficial to us, but it, it doesn't make it any more hard and fast, cast in stone than any other belief. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So, um, Franco, are you coming back with us? Someday? Oh, absolutely. Anytime. Awesome. All right, we're booked we'll, up uh, for June somewhere, but, yeah, but we'll, uh, we'd love to have you back again. Such adventurous uh, conversations right out there on the leading edge. I'm always open for it, and uh, we can go any direction. I'm fully open and playful for all of it. So, And, uh, you know, I'd like to assist as much as possible, so I make myself as available as possible. Well, awesome. We will um, we'll drop you a line and schedule you in for a return visit. Hopefully Scott will swing on by that night and, and several more nights to come and keep us. I hope he stops by a lot. Yeah, keeps Loving you know throwing those comments and questions in the chat room. He, like I said, he brings up some good stuff. So, yeah. um, and and be sure and visit Franco if you want to know more about Franco or uh, the assistance that he is being to uh, those of us on the planet right now. Check him out at www.francodinicola.com. It's F-R-A-N-C-O-D-E-N-I-C-O-L-A. Dot com. And I'm, I'm sure the guys, uh, when you meet with the other the guys from the group, they'll talk about the shift project, which I intended to cover a little bit this evening. But uh, of course, we had our internet connection issues, but that's okay. Another time. We, have, we do have Joe from uh, uh, Collective Evolution. Joe Martino, is it? Yes. Uh, he's going to be with us uh, on the 17th. 
It's uh, two weeks from tonight. We've got Dana Merkich a week from tonight. Inez Martins will be back with us Tuesday for your animal communication questions. Uh, Jay Groover, Sal Rochelle, Veronica Torres. And that's just this month. And that's just this month. So we hope you'll come and join us again, that you have a fantastic weekend. Do something just for yourself. Not selfish, self first. (laughs) Join us again on Tuesday with Inez Martins. And until then, stay connected. Join Rick and Jean again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me. And be sure to like their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everyday connection. Worried you might miss an episode? Don't worry. Subscribe. Find us on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your everyday connection. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.